Good evening, welcome to the audio file. My name is Ian J. Cole. We are a music and arts radio show focused on the local arts in eastern North Yorkshire. This is show number 23. This is an audio file special. I've just recently returned from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, uh, where I thought it would be a good idea to take my little trusty recorder and be able to give you a taste of what it's like to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Sit back and relax for the next two hours as I'm going to give you my top tips for the Edinburgh Fringe. Edinburgh Fringe in 2016 officially runs from the 5th to the 29th of August. But realistically, uh, it starts on the 1st of August and runs for the whole month. What the, the, the first week is considered to be a preview week. And that's probably the best time to go um, because what actually happens is that you get uh, a lot of two-for-one tickets um, and you'll also find there are people out on the streets um, handing out what are called comp, comp tickets or complimentaries. It's always a good idea to get hold of the uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival programme as soon as it comes out, which is usually about uh, end of May, early June. gives you plenty of time to see what shows are available. And then the other thing to do is to actually order the shows that you definitely want to see online before going up to Edinburgh. And that's exactly what I did. So my first trip of the minute I got off the train was to dump my uh, my bags at the apartment where I was staying and dash over to the Festival Fringe Office, which is on the Royal Mile, uh, and pick up my tickets. The first show that I decided to go and see uh, was actually a John Godber production. For those, for those of you that uh, don't know, but John Godber is... Um, synonymous with the the whole truck theater company and he and his wife have produced um, a three-person play called ruby and the vinyl which is a musical um, fantastic little little play um, set in a, a vintage shop in hull and there isn't any of the songs available as yet but the uh, actress musician composer who had composed um, the music for the uh, for the musical Ruby Macintosh um, has been kicking around. So here's a couple of tracks from her. What actually one of them was actually featured in the uh, in the musical. So here's Ruby Macintosh from Ruby and the Vinyl. That's when my heart broke That's when 
my spirits chose That's when I said to myself This life's gotta be about me and no one else That's when I finally learned What it takes to make things work You gotta be selfish, don't care who gets burned So from now on he will hear me say See you later alligator And a wild crocodile I'll see you next Tuesday Maybe the one after that See you later alligator And a wild crocodile Don't wait up for me dear Cause I'm not coming back Whatever me I Wouldn't wanna be a Bicycle, you're probably ride a tricycle. You are so childish, and that's why I wish I'd never met you. Yeah, I just wanna forget you. See ya later, alligator. In a while. My little crocodile, see ya later, alligator in a while. My little crocodile, see ya later, alligator in a while. Crocodile, I'll see you next year, maybe the one after that. See ya later, alligator in a while. Crocodile, don't wait up for me, dear. Cause I'm not coming back Although I quite like to gig here again Cause it's really nice <laughs> See ya later So this is my second song And it's called Hey There Kiwi Yeah. 
from Ruby and the Vinyl the John Gobber play which is at the Underbelly uh, in Cowgate Edinburgh until the end of the festival I'm now on my way to see a trio that I first saw in the ni- early 1980s uh, and this is the Doug Anthony Allstars uh, a very very funny slightly offensive musical comedy trio these are a couple of tracks from their heyday in the 80s I come from the greatest uh land in the world, God's own country. I was born there, Australia. It's a beautiful place. I was born and raised on a farm. I lived there with my family and one cousin. I hated my cousin. He was a, a malignant tumour. <laughs> Regardless, people of Montreal, I learned a skill in Australia. It's a skill that I couldn't possibly have learned here in Canada. It's a skill I learned all by myself. I am considered the world's greatest kisser. And it's a skill I'd like to share with some of the younger members of the audience tonight. I'm wet and I'm moist, so come on, let's rejoice in the birds, the bees, the fillies, and the colts, and the fact that we are all young adults. And lie back on your couch, after this there'll be no doubt. I don't care if you're a miss or a missus You done been squelched by the world's best kisses Ho, ho, sit up straight and pout I'll suck your face until I pull your wisdoms out I tongue so grand, you call me more than friend One kiss from this, you'll never brush your teeth again And you know it's true Go back to your husband now Tell him you done broke your vow Stand proud and say Hey mister 
just kiss her. Oh, oh sit up straight and proud. I'll suck your face until I pull your molars out. I tongue so long, it really grows and grows. Put it in your mouth and it'll clean out your nose. I've only kissed one girl before, my grandma on the kitchen floor. She dribbled and grinned and said, Hey kid, you taught me things your grandpa never did. She added, there'd be hell to pay if Ma found out we'd gone astray. So hurry boy, go and get some sleep. You finally got a skill to teach the sheep. Are strong enough to stop a drug. A tongue so long it really packs a punch. One kiss for miss, and I'll know what you had for lunch. One kiss from this, and I'll know what you had for lunch. Yesterday. You're listening to the audio file. Situation's sticky, then I'm your man, I got a plan, I used to be a bricky. I play my guitar all the live long day. If you don't like that, you better walk this way. Rocket tricky, Ricky, gonna rock it to the left. Rocket tricky, Ricky, gonna rock it to the right. My name is Paul, I'm the best of all. Cause I'm in your face like a candle I'm a groove lick, love job, king of verse. Mess with me, Lord, you're leaving a hearse. One, two, three, four. Your God is a nothing God, is a mealy mouth God, is a weak ass God. My God is a real tough God, is a straight line God, is a good old boy. Your God drinks. Sexual fling with a red under my bed oh, oh, Drank too much Jolta wine It's blown off half my head Take more, take more, take Christ Take, Christ. take drugs oh. and then
armies for Christ. Go get some long knives to carve up these loaves and fish. Support the cause or else someone could make fish. Armies for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake. That's the very wonderful Doug Anthony All-Stars there with Comments for Christ and before that, The World's Greatest Kisser. They're on every night throughout the festival at the Pleasance Courtyard at 10pm. By the time I came out of the Doug Anthony All-Stars show, it was about midnight uh, and Edinburgh is still buzzing in the evening, so until the early hours of the morning. So it was a quick hop across the town, uh, back to my apartment for a good night's sleep. And here is a track by Clive Gregson, who isn't currently at the Edinburgh Fringe, but he will be performing August 24th and 25th at the Acoustic Music Centre uh, in St Bride's.
No second honeymoon, no seven-year itch. Spends their anniversaries face down in a ditch. Birthday celebrations, no holiday each year. And no ceasefire at Christmas when he drowns himself in beer. This is the deal Another day, another meal Another night sat by the phone It hurts a less to be alive It's married life What does it take to be wife? A butterfly tied to a wheel This is the deal An iron will and nerves are steel This is the deal Mystery is all too real. This is the deal. So it's my first f full day at Infringe. I've booked three shows, but actually I've decided to go and see another couple. Of, the first one starts at 11 o'clock, uh, and I'm just dashing across Edinburgh town from the, from the new town where my apartment is to the old town to get back to where I was last night for the Doug Anthony All-Stars for Crap 39. Uh, which is a play, a one-man play based around uh, Samuel Beckett's Crap's Last Tape. In fact, I'll let, um, I'll let the author of the play explain what it's all about. investigation of myself, of the famous character Crap, and the psychological intersection of the two. It is an original work, though obviously inspired by Mr. Beckett's Crap's last tape, and I am respectfully seeking the permission of the Beckett estate to include a section of text from his play. Please note the enclosed materials for specifics. 
Thank you for your help in this matter. I've included all of my contact info in the hope of hearing from you at your earliest convenience. Respectfully, Michael Lawrence, a.k.a. Crap39. September 14th, 2008. 39 today. Haven't slept for three nights in a row because of my old ailment. Restless leg syndrome. <laughs> three bananas before bed didn't help. Today is the day I record my tape. Today I'm crap. I've prepped my journals. Birthday entries going back to 29. It's tedious work, but it helps me get at the connection to crap. Crap. Who is crap? Who am I? That's an excerpt there from Michael Lawrence's Crap 39 which was an interesting play, um, not really my sort of thing. Um, he had a good use of um, digital cameras and uh, multimedia uh, and, and, and tapes that he'd created, audio tapes that he'd created. Um, anyway, Michael is doing his one-man show every day at 11.30 at Bunker One on the Pleasance Courtyard throughout the festival. My next show is at 2.30 uh, the Grass Market, which is a fair hike from the Pleasance. I managed to get some lunch on the way. Uh, and that was Etherwave, Adventures with the Theremin. Uh, and apparently uh, the, the one-woman show was by Hypnotique, who is Britain's third best theremin player. Anyway, you can judge for yourself. Here's a couple of tracks by her. His first track is called The Witch's Tale, and that's going to be followed by Clara de Lune, which is a homage to Clara Rockmore, who was uh, probably the, one of the world's best theremin players. Afternoon, I confess I 
never knew your name My father, my lover, my sister, my brother in this world When the sweet child's cries would echo hollow The Arts Music Show for the Masses.
the very strange hypnotique there from her theremin album the hanging garden my next show is on is later on in the afternoon and it is at the gilded balloon tiviot um in the billiard room and that is the club by a production company called something for the weekend uh, this is a two-man play um they've described it as a new darkly comic play um where Phoenix Nights meets The Sopranos uh, and takes place in one night in uh, uh, in London's legend- legendary 90s club, The Tardis. It was mediocre at best, really. Um, I didn't find it very funny. So moving swiftly on, let's have a piece of music. This is from uh, Scottish artist King Creosote, who uh, will be performing at The Fringe on the 25th of August. You'll be able to see him at the Queen's Hall. From the place that I stand to the land that is openly free Watching rivers run black By the trees that are vacant to greed Gotta give it up Gotta get a second chance, yeah Gotta give 
King Creosote there from the compilation album uh, The Spirit of Talk Talk and he will be performing at the Edinburgh Fringe on the 25th of August. Uh, For my next show I was stopped by um, a couple of guys flyering for this comedian, a guy called Mike Ward Uh, and the show's called Mike Ward Freedom of Speech Isn't Free. He's a Canadian comic who has been fined a large amount of money for making a joke uh, about a disabled child. Um, now, Mike Ward's material is so offensive that we can't play any of it on the radio show. Here is an interview with Mike soon after the court awarded the fine. Hello, folks. Great news. Canada has just fined a comedian $35,000 for making a joke. I think previous to this, there was the guy in Vancouver who was being heckled by lesbians and uh, he said, you're too ugly to get a man or something. Not the wittiest anti-lesbian joke, but I believe they were awarded $10,000. Mike Ward made a joke about a handicapped child. His name was uh, Jeremy Gabriel. He was known in the media as Petit Jeremy. Now, Jeremy has a uh, condition that's called uh, Treacher Collins, I believe. And as far as I can see, 
it's not fatal. Uh, it's sort of like an advanced, like Down syndrome if you were smart. I think you can get a little bit of Down syndrome and be an advanced Down syndrome guy and have a relatively high IQ within that. I, I don't think he's dumb. I think he's normal. He just is disfigured. And uh, it looks pretty bad when you see him. So if he complains, you go, yeah, 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 whatever you want. And uh, this little boy got to deal with, you know, Canada's Make-A-Wish Foundation, whatever they're called. Now, I don't know their particular parameters. I don't know their requirements. But most people who watch that kind of stuff understand that the kid is dying. I think it's duplicitous for you to not be dying and to get your last wish. So this little boy performed in front of the Pope, and it was very cute, and everyone laughed, and it was wonderful, and he was a media giant. Everyone loved little Jeremy. Years and years and years go by, and he's not dead. So, Mike Ward made a joke. He said he was unkillable. He said he's going to kill him, blah, 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 blah. The Human hey. Rights Commission found that joke to be offensive and punished Mike for it. Uh, we've got Mike Ward on the line. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I am here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, weird, uh, weird couple of days, but well, where do I have to go? Okay, I'll move this way. Yeah, weird couple of days, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Now I noticed you have the same hairdo as Triglypuff. <laughs> I do. I woke up this way and I realized, okay, my hair is really puffy. Yeah. I, I need a hat, or I need you know. Or a haircut. You look I need like a. a you when you, when I look at you, I think of lesbian bed death. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's my theory about this. I think that the Human Rights Commission, like the mob, they just keep extorting people across the country. And comedians are their Achilles heel because just like that guy in Vancouver, when you call them on it, you expose them. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. And all of a sudden, everyone knows about their hustle. Yeah. Yeah, like, see, I was found uh, guilty uh, to, uh, yesterday or the day before, and uh, I've gotten so much support from people, like, just walking down the street. I, I had three shows last night. Two of them I walked into a standing ovation. Yes. So people, people are, are really not happy with the verdict. That's amazing. And it was supposed to be a hundred grand, was it not? Yeah, they were asking a hundred, and it's uh, it's actually forty-two because it's thirty-five to the kid, and then I have to give seven thousand to the mother. Oh my god! To the mother? Yeah, the mother. That doesn't make. Well, how old is he now? Uh, he's nineteen. Oh, I see. So he's a separate adult. The poor mother. What about the father? Didn't he suffer? <laughs> the father? No, no one cares about the father. But I, in the court. Now, that boy was born with some sort of uh, underwatery problem when he was born, right? They called it water in his lungs or something? Yeah, yeah, he was born with water. That, that's one thing, like, uh, in the, during the court case, uh, since he was born with water in his lungs, and in my joke, I said that I tried to drown him, and the father was like, everyone knows he was born with water in his lungs, and Mike Ward wants to make him suffer again. And I was like... No one knows he had water in his lungs, and it's not like when I think of a joke, I'm calling hospitals going, hey, did, uh, did, do you have any scoop? Is there a scoop about how Pitsy Jimmy was born? <laughs> oh, water in his lungs, that's amazing. Yeah, because if there's one thing that a comedian is obsessed with, it's not getting a laugh and getting more money and getting a bigger audience because he's funny. It's making a child cry. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's why I got into comedy. 
So he uses this whole thing to help your fine, and he doesn't even end up with any money. No, no, like he, uh, what's like, like now he, uh, the the court told me to give them money, but I'm 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 appealing it, yeah. and then uh, if I lose the appeal, I'll I'll will go to the Supreme Court. And my plan, I have this devious plan. I'm just going to stretch this out until he eventually dies. That's Mike Ward there, who is clearly one of Canada's most offensive comedians. Um, I have to say, having sat through uh, his hour-long show based around this um, joke, which cost him $35,000, I liked his delivery i just didn't like his material i thought a lot of his jokes were mean uh, very very offensive and i'd just like to see him with better material it just really wasn't that funny if i'm honest if you want to see mike ward's show freedom of speech isn't free it's on every night at quarter to nine at the gilded balloon tiviet in edinburgh my last show of this first day at uh, edinburgh festival fringe was the very wonderful Scottish falsetto sock puppet theatre. Um, I've been to quite a lot of uh, the socks shows over the years. Uh, in fact, I even wear the T-shirt. Uh, massive fan. One of the funniest things on the planet. Uh, a one-man show. Uh, and having met Kevin a few times, uh, I'm such a fan. Uh, anyway, this, uh, this year they're doing Shakespeare. Uh, and uh, here's the promo bit. Hello, we're the Scottish Falsetto Sock Puppet Theatre, and so am I, and so is he, thou cream-faced loon. What? It's a Shakespearean insult. We're doing Shakespeare this year. Famous for his insults. You bull's pizzle, you tailor's yard, you vile standing tuck. Yeah, all right, calm down, go on. Come back from that, thou naughty-pated fool, thou horse and obscene greasy tallow catch. Okay, okay, you are a dog's cock. Ah, that's not Shakespearean. Okay, you are a Shakespearean dog's cock. No, 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 no. No, Shakespeare wrote genuine insults, really clever and wordy. You rampallian, you fustalarian, you dog's cock. I give in with you. You're not worthy of a Shakespearean insult. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Caesar's spirit, raging for revenge, with eight by his side come hot from hell, shall, in these confines, with a monarch's voice, cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. Yeah, how is that an insult? Well, you know those dogs of war? Yeah, you're their cock. Hello, we are the Scottish Falsetto Sock Puppet Theatre and so am I and so is he. And we're performing our show, the Scottish Falsetto Sock Puppet Theatre, do Shakespeare every night at the Gilded Balloon at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe all the way through August. Book now. Thank you, thank you.
You're listening to The Audio File.
That's another artist there who is appearing at Edinburgh Festival Fringe, but not until later on this month. That's Maya, which is a project by Sophia Theroux, and she will be performing a free concert at the Sea Scala on the 25th of August. The first track was Electromagnetic Waves, and that was followed by Sand Crystals. It's the start of day two, and I've, I've decided to take a walk and run the gauntlet that is um, for the, f the Fringe Flyer Brigade on the High Street uh, outside the uh, Festival Fringe office. You get accosted by people with flyers. Uh, anyway, here we are, and let's see what happens. Okay, what's this? It's called Dead Right. Uh, it's a play set backstage in a theatre where a mad director has put on two plays at the same time with the same cast on the same night, all set in their dressing room. Right. If you're going off on stage into each side, chaos ensues, <laughs> everything goes wrong, everything goes mad. Very, very funny. We're on starting tomorrow at 5.20. Thank you. Thank no you. Hope to see you there. Thank you. I do like music, yeah. Yeah, what kind of music do you like? Uh, oh, all sorts, really. Do you like disco um, music? Um, not that much. Not that much. Give me some artists. Oh, um, Are they very, like, indie? Sorry? Are they very indie? I, hmm, I like all, all sorts of things, all sorts of apart from almost disco music, really. Oh, apart from, okay. Yeah. Well, we have so, other stuff as well. So, so what's this? It's a cappella. There's right. 14 of us, no instruments. And we do 10 songs for you, there's choreo, there's lots of singing, obviously. Um, and there's loads of different genres of music, so we do a bit of pop, we do some disclosure if you've... Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do like a whole mashup of those ones, which is really fun. Um, we do a Kate Bush song. That's right. All sorts yeah. of stuff. It's really fun. It's on at 2.30 every day. Okay. So you can have lunch and then, you know, like chill out. And come see you. And we'll come and <laughs> sing to you, basically. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Managed to make it about halfway down the uh, the high street, and there are just so many people that you—it's quite hard to get get anywhere really. And I'm just about to join the uh, fringe office queue to try and get some more tickets. There's a guy trying to fly in the queue while we're waiting. Sorry, you're actually not allowed to fly in the queue. Yeah, you're not, because they can't leave. So if you just, you just fly in the queue. I'll stop now. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm just like, um, yeah, um, that's cool. Uh, how long are you here for? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Really? Right. You got me like, it's so good. It's like it's the best like, time. It really, and also, it, it, from now on, it really starts to pick up. It's like, you know, it's like it's today's much the first day. Yeah. The yesterday. You're waiting wait until like 2 o'clock tomorrow. It's going to be like, amazing. it gets crazy. It's so much fun. And what happened there was the chap that was flying the queue and trying to hand out his flyers got told off. Uh, but suddenly he started a conversation with the two ladies behind me. Um, and he, he actually covered it really, really well. You know. That was some of the music from uh, the first play that I went to see on the second day at Edinburgh Fringe, uh, and that was the music from 2044, which is a futuristic dystopian drama uh, set in Scotland, where Scotland has become completely independent from the rest of the UK. Um, I really liked it, uh, although I know that it's had mixed reviews. Um, it's a three-person play. It was one of those little things that uh, happens at Edinburgh Fringe where it was actually performed in a classroom in the school uh, because a lot of the venues at Edinburgh Fringe are not your conventional theatre spaces. Anyway, 2044 is on until the 20th of August at Greenside in Unfermy Street in Edinburgh. The next production that I went to wasn't part of the Fringe, it was part of the main Edinburgh International Festival. And this is Glasgow Girls, which is a true story uh, about asylum seekers. Anyway, here is an interview with the director and producer of the of the musical, uh, and I'll let them explain it in their own words. We are the Glasgow girls. Theatre director Cora Bissett has a passion for creating dramas based on real life events. I knew about the Glasgow girls' story, and when I watched the documentary, it, I saw the the kind of passion and the energy and the life in the girls, and I just thought. This needs to be a musical. Real life isn't a story, and it's certainly not a story you can tell in a musical. So the old cliche is true. A story has to have a beginning and a middle and an end. So the first thing that happened was Cora and I spent a long time with each other, just trying to tell the story to each other um, in a way that seemed to make sense to us as a dramatic arc. So we, we kind of developed this sort of um, backbone of the story which was all the blocks of the important things that happened and then in amongst that we thought okay 
where does there need to be a song? And, 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 you, and each time we'd have to test ourselves and justify why people were suddenly launching into song. Thrown on two buses, we drive through the night to a city statistically sickly and white. We've brought you to Glasgow, we're sure that you're going to be fine here. Welcome to Glasgow. You're all welcome, welcome to, to Glasgow. Glasgow. There's so many elements in a piece of theatre that are given meaning to everything you're doing on stage and all those creatives need to work together to, to make sure that we're, we're building a clear um, journey for the audience. So, for instance, the, the opening is, is kind of quite tongue-in-cheek and, and very, um, it's kind of very fun. You know, they, they do this kind of quite cheesy dance with Scottish umbrellas, so we're kind of taking the mick out of Singing in the Rain and these kind of typical uh, kind of West End musicals. I suppose at that point we're establishing things were actually pretty good in Glasgow. Asylum seekers were settling in. This is actually quite a happy story. Until the dawn raids start and things go wrong. Then one day there was an empty seat on the bus. Aggie? Agnesa? Where's Agnesa gone? Home Office Border Agency, Health and Safety Report. And at that point we've got you know a huge sound effect, a big shift of colour, um, and we go into a much more um, what I'd call you know a real stylized sort of um, performance mode. So you, you see Agnesa, the girl who's been removed, just in a little box up in, in the in the building, and she starts singing this Roma gypsy song. Meanwhile, there's just two uh, immigration officers who, who are static, but they're, they're just holding her here. And so it's, it's like you want to just freeze that moment in time. And you, you're not watching it naturalistically. Like you're not watching people turfing her out of her home. But we understand that this song is, is a yearning for home. It's a, there's something vulnerable about it. There's something very frightening about it. The whole mood has shifted. What I do sit down and think of in advance is what effect do I want to have on the audience? And I usually try to put that into a, a single word. So Cora and I spent a long time thinking, what effect do we want to achieve on our audience? And the answer we kept coming back to was um, to inspire. So inspiring is your aim, that's what you set out to do, and you test everything against that simple aim, always, always, always. Is this helping us to feel inspired? The Glasgow Girls is based on true events. The Glasgow Girls do exist. And the fight is not over. The campaign is still going strong. And we figure everyone that fights for justice for asylum seekers is a Glasgow girl. Maybe you're a Glasgow girl too. If you are, join, join in! I looked at some of the reviews. They, they give us like four stars and five stars. Outstanding, excellent, you should go and see this and I think it, overall I think it was positive. It's a shame that there wasn't more social media around when we were doing our campaigning because it wasn't really big at the time. I don't even think I was on Facebook or anything. That might have helped raise even more awareness but I suppose the good thing now is people are talking about it. I think it 
really like captures our spirit and mm -hmm. um, it's like a love letter to Glasgow or something, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's just a celebration of Glaswegians. Exactly. And this one is so lovely. much Glasgow. So much. And like it's, it brings it to life, like the the audience, you know, when they're sitting, they're like, oh my god, these girls did this, and they get inspired like straight away. Remember on the opening night in Glasgow, we invited the, the real people, the real people, up on stage at the end, and the whole audience got on their feet. And it was a powerful moment because I felt like they were applauding the real people as well. It was a, it was a dual thing. And um, to see them celebrated as well as the, the show was, was something very, um, ah, really emotional. I think the whole audience felt a part of something special that was happening there. Girls united from afar were bound to make a fist To make right the very run be dragged by the cross justice Rebuild the faith that once was gone assist those in the rights and owns Never to be left alone We are the Glasgow girls We'll show them how to do it when we show the world How to get up and do it The Glasgow girls are one and all The Glasgow girls together we are strong Together we are strong The Glasgow girls will show the matter to it when we show the world how to get up and do it. The Glasgow girls are one and all. The Glasgow girls together we are strong. Together we are strong. We are strong. We'll organize and bend this world and we'll set out to win. The rights for all the fellow men's community and friends. We'll underestimate our will. No, we won't stop until we won. Fight with words, never a gun. We're bound to each and every one. The Glasgow girls will show them how to do it when we show the world how to get up and do it. The Glasgow girls are one and all. The Glasgow girls together we are strong. the Glasgow Girls there which is on at the Assembly Hall at Edin in Edinburgh until the 28th of August um, I have to say uh, that is one of the best musicals that I've seen in the last 20 years in fact it's, it's probably is the only thing that comes close to it is Willie Russell's 
Blood Brothers. Can't stress enough how much people should go and see this uh, this musical. It is absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was a standing ovation the uh, the day that. I went to see it. Anyway, uh, it does do a short tour after it leaves Edinburgh, um, but it's not coming anywhere in the north, which is a shame. It is playing down in Oxford and in London and Dundee. But if you get a chance, go see it. My next show was a show by the Unfold Theatre, um, which was late afternoon on day two. Uh, and this featured... Um, a guy from the Future Heads band, uh, and it was called Putting the Band Back Together. Uh, it was started as a Kickstarter project, uh, and in, fi- in fact, here is the uh, director uh, telling you a little bit about it. Hello, my name's Annie Rigby. I'm artistic director of Unfolding Theatre, and this is my accordion, and it doesn't get seen very often because I don't play it very often, um, and I feel really sad about that. And it's for that reason that we, as Unfolding Theatre, decided to make a show about people who've given up playing musical instruments and that show is called Putting the Band Back Together Uh, and we've been offered a fantastic opportunity which is to take Putting the Band Back Together up to Edinburgh Festival as part of Northern Stages programme at Summerhall. Taking a show to Edinburgh can and does make a really big difference to theatre companies like us and we know this because we've done it twice before and what it's meant both times is a huge number of audiences from all different places and backgrounds who would never, never normally see the theatre that we make get to see our shows. Uh, it also means that uh, national press, who are incredibly hard to persuade to come to the North East, uh, get a chance to see our work, uh, which is really useful in terms of raising our profile. And finally, the people who book theatre for festivals and theatres across the UK and beyond come to Edinburgh. and so. Performing there means that this show will not only be performed there, but will be performed in lots of other places and um, through the bookings that we get. And that's really important for Unfolding Theatre's growth uh, as a company. <laughs> so Dennis, this one's for you. This song's in the key of F, the saddest of all yeah. keys. <laughs> Are we ready, man? One, two, three. Two, two, I'm a ten-track album, my story, me. Five tracks per side, hidden bonus track, maybe. So, I put myself in the tape deck, switching myself on. We'll start at track one. I just thought it's a conversation that we should have. Your strings are rusty, and your bridge is a bit knackered, and you look a bit broken, to be honest. Maybe there's a reason for that. Hi, mate. Um, hope you're well. How are you and Emma? Last I heard you were high Wickham way. I couldn't find you on Facebook, so I had to ask John and he gave me an email. I hope you don't mind. I saw him last week about um, this little event I'm trying to plan for my birthday in October. That's one of the reasons I'm back in touch. Uh, I've not been too well recently and, and I've been diagnosed. I don't touch you again for weeks, months. I remember I used to be in bands and I think I'm going to do a band again I'm going to put the band back together
that was an excerpt from the putting the band back together by the unfolding theater who were based in the northeast um i really liked this show it was very really quite heartwarming the, the really nice thing about it was that they got a couple of members out of the audience um to come along and play and be in the band uh the idea is that they you meet an hour before the show have a 45 minute rehearsal and then you're in the show um it's on it's on it's the at summer's hall in Edinburgh until the 28th of August after that uh, it's touring in September and October uh, and next year um, because I, I really wanted to be a member of the band uh, and and I couldn't because I couldn't go back the next day uh, but they have promised me that they're coming to Harrogate uh, early next year so my intention is to go over to Harrogate and be part of the band um, recommend it you really see it. it was really really good fun Okay, some of the songs are slightly wonky, but uh, but that's theatre. By now it was early evening, uh, and the last show of the night I, that I had tickets for wasn't until 10 o'clock, so I fancied a bit of comedy. Uh, and I was flyered by a person who said, oh, go see this uh, this lady. She was an 80-year-old um, American lady called Lynn Ruth Miller, who was very gentle but really really funny um in fact here is an excerpt from her uh, one of the preview shows that she did on her way up to the edinburgh fringe so this is lynn ruth miller with not dead yet Miller. I'm 80 years old. It wasn't that hard to do. <laughs> and I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, I stand before you barely shaking, my underwear dry. <laughs> and the reason I'm in such good shape is because I don't do what you do all night. I sleep. <laughs> and I don't have anybody with a full diaper and a runny nose expecting me to bake him cookies and tell him I love him because I divorced him. <laughs> but actually, actually, the reason I'm in such good shape is because of my attitude. Always remember this, people. Attitude is everything, right? Yeah. I got my attitude from my mother, uh, which is why I've been in therapy for 75 years. <laughs> my mother had a Jewish mother. Who has a Jewish mother here? Anybody have a Jewish mother? So there's a couple of liars here. You have a Jewish mother? Yeah. Jewish mother is the kind of person whose jewelry is real and the orgasms are fake. That's a Jewish mother. <laughs> and my mother yelled at my father so much that when she died, he thought he'd gone deaf. <laughs> yeah, but my mother thought that she had very good advice for young ladies. She said, all nice girls get married. Did your mother pull that crap on you? Yeah, I know. They, they always do, don't they? They want you to suffer like they did. Anyhow, she said, all nice girls get married, but ladies, present company excluded, have you looked at our choices? Have you done? There are two kinds of men. Actually, in Brighton, there are three. <laughs> the kind, they're the kind that smoke Marlboros and don't wear condoms and beat their wives. I married one of those. I did indeed. And I can still remember his throwing me across the bed and smacking me and saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I said, can't do what? He said, I can't grow a mustache. And I said, never mind. I can. <laughs> These days when there's a hair on my shoulder, it's attached to my chin. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about that guy. He was very, very little. 
And when my, we got engaged, my mother-in-law took me to a butcher shop and she pointed to a two-pound chicken. And she said, that's how big he was when he was born. I said, nothing much grew, did it? <laughs> he couldn't see, he used to wear these big glasses. And, and when he would go to bed, he would take off his glasses and he'd say, where are you? And I said, well, if you can find me, you can have me. And that's why I was a virgin when we were divorced. <laughs> the other husband was a Brighton kind of guy. He loved his mother and he did your nails and he danced in the ballet. You should have seen him in tights. It didn't do me any good. <laughs> On our wedding night, I caught him with the bellboy, and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm showing him my pot to do. I said, why is he crying? He said, because he wanted a tip, and I gave him the whole thing. <laughs> At the divorce, the judge said, and this is word for word, the judge said, thank God there were no children. I said, had there been children, there would have been a second coming. And God knows there wasn't a first. <laughs> and I'm Lynn Miller, and the show is not dead yet. And thank you very much. That's Lynn Ruth Miller there, who will be at the Just the Tonic Sea venues in Edinburgh until the 28th of August. My next show was um, a real multimedia event, really. It was uh, based on a a graphic novel called Last Call, which is by a Belgium author. And in fact, what had happened is that um, two, some musicians had put together a, an, an audio uh, and musical version of, of the graphic novel. So what you saw at the show was uh, the graphic novel was on screen and then a voice artist was doing sound effects and a voiceover and the musician was playing piano and guitar and here is chapters one and two of Last Call. Let's say you enter a public space, for example a bar. You enter a bar and group per group, individual per individual, you notice who's present. You order something, bitter lemon for example, and while you're ordering you notice even more of the present. People you know, people you don't really know, people you don't know from Adam, who you choose to nod to, shake hands with, or purposely ignore. You choose a table, sit down, scan the joint, maybe from behind a newspaper, and then, when you think that you've seen everything and everyone, and relax, only then, and only if you really set your mind to it does your gaze rest on me. Can you see me? Can you see me? Yesterday. It's past midnight when, for the very last time, I ring the bell. For the sixth time today, I ring the bell. And again, no one answers. 
I tarry in the hallway before I start fiddling with the door. Cause the lock jams. My God, how that lock does jam. I don't dare turn on the lights, not yet, when I enter the apartment. I feel my way to the kitchen, and there, by the glow of the open fridge door, I drink the beer that I bought in that shop around the corner which was still open, and slowly smoke sequences of three cigarettes, till my supply threatens to run out. Lots of nice, expensive stuff here. Even in the half-dark, that's easy to see. Glossy magazines on the coffee table. Stylishly emblazoned carrier bags. Tokyo, New York, Paris, Berlin. Places to dream about. And that's where he is right now. I'm almost sure of it. And what makes it even better when he's here, he's always just coming back from London, New York, Paris, Hong Kong. He understands the art of being distinctive. Exactly what I would want to know. Bit shallow as objective, but I'm young, so I'm allowed to be. I put the can of beer to my lips, which I apparently just used as an ashtray, rush to the sink, throw up, make up my bed, and collapse. When I awake the next day, it's already dark out. I retire into the bathroom. I brush my teeth, powder my nose. I'm going out tonight. I put some glitter on my face and slip into something cool that I swiped at H&M. A steal. Two weeks ago.
But then, out of nowhere, there's a buzz, a rumor going around town. A name rings out in the dead of night. Gary? Gary? Gary. Party at Gary's. Turns out there is something on tonight. There are lots of very important people at the party. I am not one of them, but the booze is free and I take up space just as well as the next person. Five floors filled with well thought out individuals. Who Gary is? <laughs> no one knows. Do you know Gary? Gary? No, no idea. I'm, I'm here by chance, just walked in. <laughs> At the different bars, on stairs, in rooms, in the long queue for the toilet, everywhere there seem to be clones wearing the same overpriced designer glasses, as if they conspired to do so. Collective labor agreement for graphic designers. During festivities, one is obliged to wear the prescribed overpriced spectacles. A light feeling of disgust comes over me. In the distance, I see Benny. Hey! Benny! Good old Benny. Who is doing some warming up exercises before plonking himself at the bar and starting to booze. film projection on the ceiling and meanwhile catch excerpts of a conversation between two people who are really hitting it off. Um, do you know Gary? Gary? provocative hairdo. Wow, man! Adventurous! 
Sister's hair? I plainly tell a girl just how beautiful she really is and enjoy the commotion that causes. <laughs> Start to be attracted to someone only because he finds me attractive. I come under the spell of the cult leader because his ideas completely coincide with mine. later, on my way to the bar, it's been a long time coming, it finally happens, I run into someone I know, who knows my parents, my background, I freeze, that's that boy called Baker, the family friend, hey, sir! Fancy seeing you here! I shudder now I hear my name again after all this time. Yeah! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> you got that right! I could just kick myself for giggling. Wow, I didn't know you knew Gary! But I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Gary! Oh yeah, of course I know Gary! Why would I be here if I didn't know Gary? I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna kick myself! Yo, Baker! We're off! Wow, man, it's been so great bumping into you. We're taking off, it's a bit crowded for our liking, but I'll see you around. He makes it sound as if he really means it. Yeah, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Much better than I managed to. Oh, God. And uh, if you run into Gary, tell him hi from me, okay? Yeah, sure, I will, no problem. He's seen right through me, I can tell. Give my love to your parents, too. That he should not have said. I lock myself in the toilet. It's the only bathroom in the entire building. The queue outside. That gets longer and longer. The nervous knocking at the door. The voices that are raised, the whole spectrum from worried to furious, I don't care. I'm thinking. I'm in a meeting with myself. That's an excerpt there from The Last Call, which will be running at Summers Hall in Edinburgh until the 28th of August. The first show that I went to see on my last day in Edinburgh uh, was uh, an, something called Playback Impro, which was a free uh, festival show. Apart from all the paid shows that are at Edinburgh Festival Fringe, there is, and always has been for quite a few years, um, what's called the Free Festival. And they used to be run completely separately. The good thing now is that they are run together and when you when you get hold of a Festival Fringe programme, all of the free shows are in there as well now the way the free shows work is you go to the show uh, and then a bucket is handed round at the end uh, and you 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 pay for the show or not depending on whether you liked it or not um this was a lunchtime show uh which was uh based around stories that the audience uh told the group of actors and then they would improvise um a comic show or a comic sketch uh, around that I really liked it it was only for an hour um, 
but it was really really good and i mean the reason i went to it was i was handed one of the flyers by one of the girls who was actually in the show um it's on uh, until the 28th uh, excluding mondays at 1:15 at the laughing horse in hanover in at the hanover tap which is a pub and they took a room at the back of the pub second show of the day was uh, after lunch uh, and it, it was a puppet show by the smoking apples theater company um and it was absolutely brilliant uh, there's no actual real dialogue just sounds that the actors make um and an audio track um but it was just delightful and absolutely brilliant uh, and i highly recommend it um here is uh, a, a montage of some of the audio that was used as part of the show This week on Monster Fishing. Fisherman's friend, friend or foe, we investigate. Nick Grimes is live in the kitchen of the Catcher's Fortune, sizzling up some saucy salmon. We get live travel news from our man in the ocean, Jeremy Corker. How's it looking out there, Jeremy? The sea is really big, Bob. Thank you, Jeremy. We find out how many seashells she sold on the seashore. Oh, I'm impressed. And later on, we'll be counting down your pick for the top 100 types of knot. But first, we talk about the puppetry show that's taking the new diorama by storm on the 10th and 11th of April at 7.30pm. This show, Bob, is called In Our Hand, and it is, quite frankly, a fantastic piece of theatre. It follows the trials and tribulations of down and his luck troll fisherman, Alf Hayward. Join Alf as he journeys from the depths of despair to rise again and rescue the life he loves. If you see one thing this year, make this show. Be there or be square. This was a paid promotion by Smoking Apples Theatre Company. Visit them at smokingapplestheatre.com. So In Your Hands uh, is on every day throughout the Festival Fringe at the Belly Button in Cowgate at four o'clock each day. Uh, the penultimate show that I went to wasn't part of the Fringe, it was part of the International Festival, and that was Tennessee Williams' Glass Menagerie. I have to say, um, I thought the production was uh, brilliant in one sense, uh, well acted, amazing set, um, but Tennessee Williams just isn't really my thing, and in fact I was a little bit bored really. 
but that doesn't mean that doesn't take away from how good the show is um, it's getting rave reviews but just not my thing uh, the final show again wasn't part of the fringe and it was actually a free show that happened at 10 o'clock on the 7th of august uh, and that was the standard life opening event called deep time which was a mesmerizing digital animation with a fantastic audio track by the glasgow band mugwai and in fact uh, i'm going to play the whole of the audio track which is about 20 minutes long so that will finish off tonight's uh, special edinburgh audiophile show uh, we're back to normal uh, in september uh, it'll be the first wednesday in uh, in September with a, with a regular uh, audio file show. I hope you've enjoyed uh, a little bit of taste of Edinburgh Festival Fringe and if you get a chance to go up there by all means please do and I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks very much and see you next month.